The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. It's Friday, which means what? Mailbag. That's right. It's summertime. Uh, I'm fresh back from my trip overseas. Uh, Brinson, you won't believe this breach, but uh, he had to pick up Robbie from some summer uh, summer goings on, and he's late, even though we told him you had a hard out in 31 minutes. Uh, on a scale of one to affinity, how, how, how shocked are you by this development? Uh negative point so not even on the scale you gave me uh not shocked at all and you know what's funny is that i feel like robbie's probably picking up brenton from some camp i could see robbie riding the the hair, hair pole. plug camp yeah picking up brenton because he can't drive after getting the fresh hair plugs because you know the car <laughs> wind might blow him out of whack uh and here we are and you know what brenton probably wanted us to be together since we haven't been on the same podcast in three weeks well since uh, it's been at a least, while at least three weeks yeah uh and i take some passive aggressive pleasure in doing the podcast uh with adam even though i know he'll show up and he actually won't care so uh who's the real winner there it's probably not me so it's mailbag friday because it's summertime and uh, not a whole lot going on breach i'm just back from my vacation you're about to take a vacation or you've done it already I'm going to be out next Friday. I have a hard out today because I'm actually getting on an airplane, but I can't say where because it's a surprise. Is it a surprise for your wife? And, no, it's not a surprise for my wife. Oh, it's a surprise for the people you want to see? Yes. Oh, there's a 100% chance. Do they want you there? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I I just show up to things. I'm not really invited or uninvited. It's just like, oh, Breach is here. All right. Well, Con- Continental U.S.? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I will be is, out in two weeks, starting on uh, two weeks. I don't even know what the days are. The the twenty fifth, starting on the twenty fifth, you guys won't hear from me, so hmm. everyone wins. So a month from now, I think we'll be together in, in Nashville. I don't know if you talked about it uh, on the subsequent podcast without me, but when Brinson and I podcast earlier this week, he sent me three hundred bucks toot sweet on Venmo, and then of course solicited the most Brinson way ever other folks to Venmo me. And I think we're up to like four eighty or four ninety right now in terms of uh, donations for this this tattoo, which I think is hysterical. I looked up some tattoo parlors in the greater Nashville area. Uh, so I think we have to make that happen, John. Yeah, as soon as I heard you guys talking about it in Slack and that we were soliciting funds on Venmo, I was wondering what the hell was going on. And Brinson is here just in time to talk about the tattoo. Oh. Yeah, we're That's just talking great. about what it is. 
perfect. Good job, guys. Terrible human being you are. <laughs> Look how re- no, listen, the real question was on a scale of one to infinity: Was I surprised that Brenton wasn't here on time? Not only that, that he had some mealy mouth excuse about using Robbie as a prop, yeah, which has been his go to for just, eight years now. By the way, Br- Br- Robbie's Br- going to be like 35. <laughs> Brent is still going to use it. I had to pick him up from summer camp. <laughs> and uh, you spell out of his chair. I love that he's beat red. Clear an indication that he's been playing golf. He just got back. Robbie is nowhere to be seen. So, anyway, uh, uh, we're all caught up with the intros. We haven't started the, doing your job yet officially with the mailbag, Brentson. So, you can take over or you can sit back and, and Bre- Breach and I can drive and the bus. We'll ride. All right. Well, we'll oh my God. Let me a, ride. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love so to ride. One for that's once. pretty funny. Not, I would love for you to, to pipe in as well. Uh, <laughs> Just make, make sure you blur that my part, shirt off. and then you can go crazy. Uh, all right, here we go. Would you rather, Breach, we'll start with you, and we'll go around the horn, have one long, thick, furry eyebrow across your entire forehead, a unibrow, or an inordinate amount of ear and nose hair that cannot be removed? So, so, so either a unibrow or a ton of nose and ear hair. That's clearly visible, you know, from, from across the table or, or wherever you might be having a conversation with someone. Wait, like you're okay. Hold on, like you're like you're talking to somebody, and or they're they like, have a that insane dude has so much nose and ear hair. It's outrageous. Right, but I'm saying like no. like it's not like it's not a detriment yeah, to your like personal life. Now. It's we can see no, it, but it doesn't impair people. your ability to, to do whatever you're doing. Again, Brinson shows up late and ruins the audio. <laughs> Uh, well, Brinson's jumping I'll, I'll, out. You I'll know, jump this out is probably right. the toughest one you've given us, Wilson. <laughs> I love it. That's the I idea. don't want hair flowing out of my nose or my ears, but I also don't want a unibrow. Right. Um, but you know what? I'll go with the nose and ear hair. Interesting. Not a while it's we like wait. Close in proximity to you to see it. And so from a distance, everybody's going to see your unibrow. They know you're the guy with the unibrow. And I, you know, I could embrace the unibrow, but yeah, I'm going with the nose. It's a tough hair. Oh, I don't want to. What do you want, Nada? Give me the unibrow only because if you're good enough, you can cover it with that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I could have a unibrow right now. You get the dark rim glasses and you pull the hat down. That could be your workaround. And also I feel like, I mean, both are... Are things where you you wonder what the what the dude or, or woman is up to in terms of the the personal I don't know if it counts as hygiene but just taking care of your your personal appearance like either one you're like huh can you've sorted that out little do they know that you, you made a made a bet with the devil or whatever I think I'm going with the unibrow as well because um, as I get older hairs grow from all sorts of places on my face that drive me crazy and I think I think unibrows is sort of just more uh, looks more kempt. And again, to not his point, you can sort of hide it. You want to change your just, mind or you're sticking with a breach? Just hate on no, I think you changed my mind. <laughs> put the hat on, put the glasses on, no one can see anything. All right, we got 25 minutes. Let's get into this thing. Brinson <laughs> may or may not be back. We'll see what happens. Uh so let's start with a question from Madri Rua Ooh. on Twitter. The Steelers are acknowledged as one of the best organizations in evaluating wide receivers. What are the institutional elements that contribute to this? And can other teams use that to create their own talent niche? Well, I'll just go out and say this. Well, right let now. me answer first because I only have one sentence. Ryan is a Steelers fan and also the draft guru, so I'm just going to defer to him. 
Oh, I was going to make a, a Bengals joke that the Bengals stole the the Steelers' secret formula because they've done quite well with the wide receivers. Ah, in that's not years. a joke. That's a compliment. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and of course uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, they have the best wide receiver duo, not or, or trio even, not only in the AFC North, but who's better in the AFC? Tyree Kill's now gone, and they have no one else really in Kansas are you, City. Are you talking about trio? Yeah, let's go with three. Oh, if you talk about trio, I, I think it's the Bengals hands down. If you're talking about duo it becomes more debatable. So Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill or Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd? I'm guessing Tyler Boyd's number two, right? Uh, probably T. Higgins. I think okay. he's been more of a... Playmaker. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, they're all good. So it's it's tough to... I'm probably taking the Bengals duo, but I wouldn't argue too much if someone took Tyreek and the Dolphins. Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams? No, I'm taking the Bengals. that's not even a joke like i no i don't i didn't what alan, alan robinson cooper cup i don't say cooper cup brinson will get mad but he's not here See, that's a good one that's a good one uh, look at that he's, 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 he's three times fast look where he showed up he was just waiting he had his finger what? hovering over the cooper Cup. Give, go, you put, give wilson the pole position up where i am let him uh let him drive this puppy there you go what that's funny my contract's up too, so this will be noted in my <laughs> my negotiations. Uh, we're talking Thank you, about, our host of the Pick Six podcast. We're talking about wide receivers, Brinson, but did you have a comment on unibrow or ear nose hair before we move on? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, it's hard. To, I, I would. I, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but given my natural uh, level of fur swarthiness. Very nice. Um, I'm like the unibrow is like, like I almost might go nose and ear just because like I'm not Ooh. sure people would notice. Well, Breach went nose and ear. Me and Nada went unibrow. Unibrow. Uh, Nada's point was a good one. You can wear glasses or a hat and cover the. Oh unibrow. yeah, yeah. Right, unibrow's the answer though. And I don't think Breach is growing a a beard to cover. I mean, at least to cover the ear here. I guess you can wear earphones all the time. Like, like if Breach had a unibrow, we would look at him and say. Man, that's odd. But if Breach, if you walk in with like tufts of hair coming out of your ear, we'd be like, what a freak. That's what I was sort of getting at. I mean, he would look like a, a cuddly little Ewok with a unibrow. It's actually yeah, hilarious. People, people like Ewoks. It's hilarious <laughs> to picture Breach with like little tufts of like like salt and pepper hair coming out of his ear. <gasps> right. Both ears, like, like little like, and I don't know what they would be, but yeah, it's funny to picture. Anyway, carry on. So uh, the question that, that, Madri Rua asked, was the Steelers are going to draft wide receivers? Institutional knowledge? Is it something else? Can other teams choose to create their own talent niche? Uh, Brinson has again destroyed the audio. <laughs> he looks around his palatial mansion and trying to figure it out. I think it's probably my plug. One second. I'll be right back. <laughs> he is dead set on not doing this podcast. What are some other teams breach where there might be some competition for wide receivers? Um, like Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson aren't even in the conversation, I don't think. Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's coming off the ACL. Um, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Look, uh, is Allen Robinson top flight wide receiver? I put him with a good quarterback and we'll find out, but I would say yes. Adam Thielen and, of course, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, they're um, not the same. Thielen's getting older. He's not as. Stephon Diggs okay. and who's number two in, in Buffalo? Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, maybe. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of some other ones. You got any other ones? Um, what about your boys, Juju Smith, Schuster, and Nicole uh, Hardman? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am. I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the Bengals, I mean, maybe you could make an argument for the Chargers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. No, but that... it, literally, we're naming five or six teams here. I mean, that's it. It's a short list of teams that have are in the argument for top duo and even shorter list for top trio. Yeah. Um, Nikhil Harry and Jakeem Grant. That was a joke. Um, you may have already answered this. Can I ask you a question? Of Wilson? course. So, I mean, I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I noticed like the, uh, Majuru is asking like, you know, what are the institutional elements? Um, are you at all worried that with the shift from Kevin Colbert to Omar Khan, that, you could see a drop off in that late mid late round wide receiver production. Interesting. That's a good question. Um, I think Omar's been there forever. First time, long time listener. First time. Omar's been there forever. So he sort of knows how things work. I can't imagine that Mike Tomlin is going to just take a back seat because he and Cobra were sort of working together. And in terms of the institutional part of the question, I think there's no more institutional place than Pittsburgh, maybe new England, but that institution feels like it starts and ends with Bill Belichick. Whereas this, Maybe he's a little more collaborative, but also you could argue they've gotten lucky. Uh, I mean, in terms of like, you know, uh, Antonio Brown was a six round pick who, when he was drafted in 2010, I remember reading reports out of training camp that he might get cut because he didn't know the offense, which in retrospect is laughable. Third round that year, they, they got Manny Sant. What's that? They won the Super Bowl that year. And I remember the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that was my first chance. Sorry. I'm not happy to point that out. They lost it. It was Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl win. I'm sorry. No, I'm yelling at Breach for pouncing on the idea that the Steelers went to Super Bowl loss. I'm happy oh, pouncing since Brinson is always more than happy to bring up the team that did not win <laughs> the Super Bowl this year. I will get back to the Tony Brown thing really quick, but uh, our boy Colin Bear, uh, Bengals, Bengals fan, who listens like the guy who lives you have in to hundred dollars to. Yeah, I already paid him. Uh, I think. Um, anyway, he he DM me yesterday. He was like, "Hey," he was like, "Here's twelve fantasy football team names." I was like, "I." He's like, put these in order. I was like, I'm not ranking like your names from good to bad, bro. He's like, no, no, no I need a draft order. So I was like, oh. I looked down. I was wearing the, that Ram shirt. I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna film a draft order. And so I, I filmed it. it. Was like, and by the way, I am wearing my Ram shirt to all you losers in Cincinnati. Um, anyway, Antonio Brown in that 2010 Super Bowl, like he was on, but in the in the on media day, he was like on the like no one was talking to him. He was no one. Like I went up and interviewed him very briefly and remember coming away, you're like, man, that guy is the smokiest voice on he the does planet. Have a voice. But he was just like, he was a late round pick who wasn't getting a ton of playing time on the, on the, like no chance of having a podium, to, which is to your point, Wilson, like he, you know, you know, gr- great job finding a talent like that in the sixth round. But you know, it's sort of, it's sort of like Tom Brady too. It's like, you know, you, you, know, you weren't like, haha, we're going to steal this future Hall of Famer in the sixth round. Like, you got lucky. Yeah, I think there's a recurring theme there because they, he came out a year early, and that's part of the reason I think he fell. He went to a small school in Central Michigan, smallish. Martavis Bryant's another example. He's a fourth round pick out of Clemson. He had some off field concerns. That's why he went in the fourth round. That was that 2014 draft class, which was through the roof. The very next year, the Steelers drafted Sammy Coates in the third round because they knew that Martavis Bryant was going to be suspended. So they had to sort of make up for um, what was a good draft pick, but make up for the fact that, you know, the off-field issues sort of, I think he, he maybe filled a pot test or something. I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't anything uh, egregious, but it's, I, I, I do remember him being uh, suspended. So, yeah, I mean, part of it's luck, part of it's just being really good. But I'm trying to think in recent years, like James Washington never worked out. He was the second-round pick. I, I wish he had gotten more opportunities. But Deontay Johnson the next year was the third-round pick. He clearly worked out. Chase Claypool was the second-round pick. He had a good fresh freshman year. Rookie season last year was a little up and down. Last year, they didn't draft the wide receiver. They got 
Pat Fryermuth at tight end. And this year, oh gosh, so they got George Pickens, which feels like a Martavis Bryant selection in that he had some some maturity issues, no off-field issues. He had the ACL. I don't think it's going to be an issue uh, in terms of his production. He has a chance to be really good, but they also got Calvin Austin, who I love, but he's he's shorter than Breach, and he went in the fourth round. If he were six feet tall, he probably would have been a, a day-two pick, worst case. So, yeah, we'll see how this works out. And, and the other issue is that they've had a quarterback the last 20 years, and, and now they're sort of figuring that out. So that certainly plays a role and um, you know, how much success you have as a, as a, as a wide receiver. All right. Ethan running bomb on Twitter. So I haven't heard this yet. Brenton, you listen to sports podcast. Maybe you have Zach Keeper's podcast series luck, which is about Andrew's luck. Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm, I'm extremely interested in listening to it. Zach, a uh, friend of the pod, by the way, uh, does an awesome job and has covered the Colts for a long time. And, this is a great topic. Yeah, so that dropped this week on The Athletic. Throwing his indie contract aside and the fact that uh, Luck probably won't ever come back. That would be awesome if he came back. Where would you like to see Andrew Luck play if he did come back, and where would you rank him amongst the rest of the starting quarterbacks? So I think the question is, I think Andrew Luck's probably 30, 31 now. I think he retired when he's like late 20s. So let's say he comes back next year at age 32 or 33, and then we have to rank him with the, all the other quarterbacks who will be in the league in 2023. Where would I want him to go? Uh, Pittsburgh, number one. Uh, I will take him sight unseen in Pittsburgh next year. Uh, whatever whatever happens this year with Kenny Pickett and Mr. Bisky and I don't even know who the other You trade Kenny Pickett in two future firsts for Andrew Luck right yes, now, right? and Andrew Luck's hair plugs. Uh, which, I'm, not, I'm not even being sarcastic. No, I, do that hard first. I mean, I, I don't know. He could weigh 185 pounds right now. I don't know what Andrew Luck looks like. He Because a lot of times he's quarterback slimmed down, football players in general. But um, so that's sort of the tongue-in-cheek. You're expecting, you're expecting a real uh, real trim Ben Roethlisberger in about six months. Well, it, could go, it could go one of two ways. I, I, usually the, the offensive linemen slim down and run marathons like Alan Fanica, and sometimes, uh, you know, you have the old Lenny Dykstra situation where you <laughs> where you become a bowling ball. Uh, the choice is yours. You mean John Cruck? Or have you seen Lenny Dykstra? Nails? Is, is, is Nails huge? Lenny Dykstra was super skinny when he played. John Cruck was never spelt. I think I think did, Lenny did Lenny let it go once he retired. Uh, oh my God, he looks like uh, John. He's Daly. no longer nails. He is a a hardware store. I think would be a more apt description. <laughs> um, but look, I'm not I'm not begrudging the guy. I'm just saying it could go in but one of two ways. Okay, so in terms of Andrew Luck, Brinson, I'll start with you since uh, you're new to the podcast. If he if he's coming. I will. <laughs> if if he's coming back, what team do you want to see him on? I hope you say the Rams so you can have that cognitive dissonance. Um, and by the way, somebody somebody also that was like, "Where where is Princeton podcasting from?" Um, I, I the summer estate. <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't say that like today. Somebody tweeted it uh, earlier, like yesterday or something like that. Clearly, uh, I have not. I did not realize that if you have hardwoods in a room where you're podcasting, it's going to sound terrible. So I have some soundproofing work to do. Over the weekend, maybe it'll and be also, better. And also, Brinson is in witness protection, which is why he has a new background every day, so that no one can uh, gauge what his location is. Hey, based go back there, on go back there and play the that piano real quick. I want to hear something. Breach <laughs> uh, and I already talked about the piano. Um, I, you'll appreciate this, Wilson. If you're like, I'm definitely a top like 25 in terms of on the planet, all of human beings, all human beings, like top 25 person who would own a piano but have zero ability. Oh to yeah, play yeah, 100. percent but that, that this is just a um, a Skype or whatever Zoom backdrop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, but it looks real, doesn't it? Um, yeah, move your, move your so, head real fast. Let's we'll see if you can see the difference. No, that's pretty good. Yeah, you can see, you see, right, you see a little right bit, but now. yeah. That's where your yeah. brains used to um, be. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, the soundboard's oh, back. We'll take that. You do, Dunkaroo. So when we're picking who Andrew Luck would play for, are we like obviously like Pittsburgh? They need you know, is it is it a situation where it's like they need a quarterback or just like I kind of want to see Andrew Luck? It's your choice. It's your choice. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna um I'm gonna stick close to home and I'm gonna see the Carolina Panthers because they got killed. That's why you're tired. No, their offensive line is a little is a, is a, lot, a, is a lot better. All right, yeah, it's a lot better. And don't forget that in 2011, when the Panthers drafted Cam Newton. And many Panthers fans will tell you this, and people forget about it, but like everyone thought they were going to get Andrew Luck first overall, but he decided to go back for sta- to Stanford for one more oh, year. Right, 2011-2012. Like he could have easily come out and would have like lockjob number one pick if he'd come out in 2011. Let me ask you this. Would the Panthers have been better with Cam or Andrew Luck, though, in 2011? Because Cam worked out pretty well. Um, they stunk in 2011 because the year before they used a second-round pick on Jimmy Clausen. Is that right? Yes. They, when they traded a future first, they drafted Clawson in 09. No, 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 Yeah, I think it was literally the year before. I'll double check, but I think that's right. They traded a future pick for Clawson, but it could have been a future first because they had... They had a lot of future... Tra- they traded uh, a first-round pick to move up to get the, the edge rusher from Florida State. From Florida State. Um, oh, God. Uh, that's how memorable he was. We can't remember his name. Golly. Huh. What is... Um, I'll get it. That would drive me nuts. Hold on. So, 2010... Oh, it's uh, and then they maybe they drafted Armani Edwards too because Jerry Richardson was adamant they had to draft a guy from uh, from um, App, App State. Brown, Armani Edwards is from Everett, App State. Jimmy Clausen, twenty ten second round. Everett Brown, Everett Brown, thank you. Was that two thousand nine? Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah. Sweet mercy. Ay ay So, um, God, this is a man. Seven career sacks. So the question is, uh, for I remember covering, I remember covering that draft for Fan House from a. Uh, a hotel room in Pennsylvania where I was doing a Gatorade oh. uh, event. Is that where you are now? Uh, hotel room in Pennsylvania? I wish. That sounds that was amazing. 2009? It was like you know, right about sports. I was, I was like interviewing Eli and Peyton. Mm. Fantastic. Um, anyway, no, I'm not in a hotel room in Pennsylvania breach. Uh, oh. <laughs> Nada is indicating that we should move on. Um, I, I think the Panthers would be fascinating because one, he would be an upgrade over everybody they have on the roster, even at age 32. And then also like the, the sort of what if, like what if he'd come out in 2011 would Panthers fans have, you know, like I, I think, I think it would just be interesting. So I'll say the Panthers. And I will say the Patriots, I think with Bill Belichick uh, that that would be an interesting combo. And uh, you know, there are teams that, out there, they have to have a good offensive line because Andrew Luck can't get destroyed. He, he'll just retire again uh, because of all the injuries. And, you know, one of the other things of this question was, where would you rank him? I don't think I would rank him as a top 10 quarterback coming back because if he does come back, Ron, you mentioned his age, he's going to be 33 in September. He'll have just missed three straight years of football. So maybe if he acclimates quickly, he's a top 15 quarterback. Uh, and I think the wild card would be go to Tampa Bay, play one year behind Tom Brady, get reacclimated to football, and then be the Buccaneers starter in 2023. Oh, that's a good one. Another good one. Uh, quickly, we'll move on. The Browns, because you don't know what their quarterback situation is. Um, the Saints, if Sean Payton comes back next year, and then Jameis, and then Seattle, because uh, they're going to run the ball 85 times a game anyway, so uh, less wear and tear on his 33-year-old body that retired in the first place because he kept getting beat up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, from John 20134115, not to be confused with John 20134114, who will be Matt Jones's number one target this year? Devontae Parker, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, James White, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Tyquan Thornton, Nelson Aguilar. It will not be Nikhil Harry. He was now in Chicago. <laughs> Love the show, and John listens every morning. Who is going to be Matt Jones's number one target? Uh, I will say, look. Patriots love tight ends. We have seen uh, they all they do is bring in tight ends. Obviously, they went out and signed Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry last year. Hunter Henry ended up getting the second most targets in 2021. Jacoby Myers got the most. I think we'll see something similar. I know that, yes, Devontae Parker is there now, uh, but Belichick loves to play it safe, and he's the guy who's running the offense now. So I, I think that the tight end targets are going to go up, and uh, my guess one would be, Hunter Henry, guess two would be Jacoby Myers. It's, the answer is just Jacoby Myers. You're like, I mean, like I know you pointed out that Hunter Henry had the second most targets. Um, Jacoby Myers had 51 more targets than Hunter Henry. Yep. Yeah, but what happens but with Jacoby Jacoby Josh McDaniels offense? What happens with Devontae Parker too being the addition? I wonder if that takes that's not I feel like that takes more yeah. away from Myers than Hunter. Yeah. And John See, I mean, I'll, and again, like I'm a Jacoby Myers honk, but um, I, I, I disagree a little bit in the sense that I think Devontae Parker actually makes life easier for Jacoby Myers just because it, you know, he's not going to see as much number one coverage um, as he might have last year. I, I mean, I think Myers is going to be the, the sort of the more underneath safety uh, type of situation. And I think, I think he'll see a ton of targets. He's only 26 years old, man. He's, he's third year guy. I know that, you know, what, I, he was undrafted. undrafted. Finally um, scored a touchdown. Got that going for him. He's not even 26 yet. Damn. So listen to this. So I look back at 2011. That was my first Super Bowl. Brenton's second year at CBS, my first year. Um, that team, which played the Giants in the Super Bowl, Wes Welker led the team with 173 targets, which is insane, followed by Gronk and Aaron Hernandez at 124 and 113, and then Deion Branch, who was 32 at that point, so um, on the downside of a really good career. So... Um, Walker is mostly a slot guy there. Sort of the similar role to Jacoby. Obviously not as as proficient um, Jacoby is, is. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's an argument you made that Jacoby is, is going to maintain that. But I, I do wonder if you perhaps pool the tight end targets if Jonu plus Hunter will will be the, the leading receiver. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll find out together. All right. Thank you, John. 201-34-115. Next up, Greg DeRego. Should I make this one up? 
in terms of the pronunciation on Twitter. Big fan of the pod. While I wait for Breach's top 10 special team moments and Brinson's top 10 Matthew Stafford tats for Wilson. Oh, Matthew Stafford. I want to watch some football. Game Pass lets us watch games from the last decade. Any suggestions? I turn off the score, so please, no spoilers. Oh, interesting. Oh, the last decade. So one of the best games. I got a, I got oh, a go sneaky ahead. one. Peyton Manning, Tony Romo. What year is? I believe 2013. Is that when Romo slipped? And through the interception, oh, just no spoilers, bro. A, I mean, you knew it was going to be an interception. Tony Romo's involved. Okay, all right. Well, somebody's trying to get off this podcast in a hurry. No, um, I mean that's <laughs> dragging our colleague Tony Romo. I think Romo I wrote about that for. Um, You're definitely writing for CBS at the time. Yeah, no, I remember that because I, I think I did a, a breakdown. Although you can't find those games because they've gone to the into the ether uh, when we changed over the you URL or whatever. You can't find our you can't find our stories, right, right, right. You um, can, right, yeah, the yeah story, sorry. It's a uh, I, without revealing the score, I will say that it is. I don't a, remember who won either. I remember. I will say the I know who won, and but I will say the over hit. I'll tell you that much, and it is a fun, fun game. Highly recommended rewatch it. I believe 2013. Let me. I'll find. Yeah, it. I remember being a high scoring affair. There it is. Yep. Thank you, Breach. October third, 2013. Right. Uh, Breach yep. put it in there. I don't know what the date was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. October third, 2013. It was week. Um, it was early. Uh, yeah, I was say, I feel like October. I just said October. Week five, 2013. Great watch. In fact, I would even argue that every Broncos game from 2013 was a great watch, except for the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't no spoilers. Um, maybe uh, Greg hasn't seen that Super Bowl either. Breach, what do you got? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with an all-time classic uh you know it'd be easy to say like super bowl 51 which i'm sure has already been spoiled because i'm sure our friend greg is that greg greg already greg yeah probably already knows who won super bowl 51 so i tried to look for lesser known games um and i am going with the joe burrow game which is where the Bengals played the dolphins the Bengals. this sounds like it should have been the worst game of all time the Bengals were one in 13 the Dolphins were three and eleven. The Bengals had to lose to clinch the number one overall spot, which allowed them to pick Joe Burrow. And here is all I'm going to tell you about this game. The way this game was is good. that the Bengals were down by 16 points with 30 seconds left to play in the entire game, and what? it went to overtime. So find this game. Possible? It is bonkers. Watch it. And the best part is that uh, it's the Joe Burrow game because the Bengals up getting Joe Burrow. This is just yeah, like the Bengals have Tua if they don't if they win like, this game. Yeah, they, they don't have Burrow. I mean, that's a fact. And I mean, actually, they still could have gotten the number one pick. They just wouldn't have clinched it. And the Dolphins still could have had a shot at it. So it would have been up in the air. Um, but yeah, this is it is a game that needs to be watched because it just fell to the wayside and no one remembers it because it was two crappy teams playing each other, but it was one of the most bonkers games I've ever watched. There's an Andy Dalton Hail Mary. <laughs> Every Andy Dalton pass is a Hail Mary. All right, I'm going 2014 season week. <laughs> 2014 week eight. The aforementioned Andrew Luck versus Big Ben in an absolute shootout. Uh, there were 85 points scored in that game. and Let's see, 639 total yards. That might be by one team. Um, let me see if I can sign the, the total yards. Total, total yards. Uh, da, 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 da. 
there was over 1,022 yards passing or 922 yards passing. So, yeah, uh, highfalutin affair. Check that out, Greg. All right, a few more minutes. Breach has extended his heart out for a few seconds. Let's get going here. Uh, with the wide receiver usage, usage and pay going crazy, what do you think is the future of the running back position? I'll just say this quickly. I thought when Le'Veon Bell and Christian McCaffrey came into the scene that maybe that would change the perception of, why, of running backs. Um, Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid running back, but I think the the cautionary tale there is that if you get injured, it doesn't matter. Le'Veon Bell can't find a place to play, and when he did the last few years, he was the third third string guy. I don't think anything changes. That's my perspective. In terms of wide of running back pay, no matter what happens with the with the wide wide receivers. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. I mean, maybe you get to a situation where you you know you have like Travis Kelsey right now at tight end. And these tight ends who are catching basically their receivers because they're lining up outside a lot more than often they're lining inside and they want to be paid like receivers. And so maybe you get to a point where some superstar and like you said, with Le'Veon Bell and Christian McCaffrey, you were getting closer, but it didn't really change the paradigm of what was happening. But if you have a, a, a guy who's rushing for 1200 yards and catching 70 passes, I mean, Austin Eckler had a pretty solid year. Maybe they can ask for a little more, but it just seems like everything now is running back by committee unless you are Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor. And if you're a part of committee, uh, instead of if the team has $15 million allotted at running back and you're Derrick Henry, maybe they give you the whole 15. But if you're running back by committee, they're splitting it all up and you're not getting 15 million. So it just doesn't seem like running backs are in a spot where they'll be able to up their salary very much in the next few years. Well, and the other thing too is like you sort of you know go back and look at the last few years in terms of the draft, and I mean the like the, some of the, the biggest recent examples are like look running backs can be great, but like Saquon Bar, Christian McCaffrey, taken with a, a early first round pick ahead of Patrick Mahomes, and I know you know the Bengals pass on Mahomes too. We, we, nobody needs to talk about that, uh, but the Panthers did. You know, they, didn't like, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't need a quarterback. They didn't need they a draft quarterback. Mahomes. They had just gone to the playoffs in five of the past six years. Why would games? they have even looked at Mahomes? How many playoff games did they win again? They went to the playoff. You're not replacing a quarterback. Oh, oh, oh. oh we missed. I love we're spending the final five minutes on this podcast just playing, uh, playing Insanity. by. Yeah. I mean, did the Bengals? Did the Bengals have the opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes, and did they not draft they did not him? Because then pass that on him. If you do not need a quarterback, they, you do not pass on a quarterback. If they if Patrick Mahomes was available and they didn't draft him, they if passed you want on to be him. For the Bengals for taking John Ross, by all means, go that route. That's fine. That was a horrible, horrible, horrible pick. But there is no no Bengals fan should think that. Oh shucks, we pass on Patrick. No, Mahomes. they should think that. All right. I mean, it is, it is weird that I did that. Like 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 just very quick drive by, and you just kind of lost it. About hey, you know Mahomes. what? Though, Joe Burrow is their quarterback now, and he's two and zero against Mahomes. So okay. Anyway, um, the point being is McCaffrey. Early first round pick, Dave Gettleman. Saquon Barkley the next year, Dave Gettleman again. You know, Josh Jacobs in the first round, even late. And then Clyde Edwards Alaire. Like, these are the last couple. Najee Harris, I mean, like Leonard Fournette before that, Zeke Elliott before that. Like, even the guys who are productive and work out early in their careers ultimately become a problem either because they wear down or, like, worse, you got to give them a contract. And so, like, I, I think that. It's because it will continue to drift more towards because of the committee stuff we talked about a lack of investment in the running back position. Like it's only going to become more devalued. Now, are are running backs important? Absolutely. 
Are they great players? Of course. But are smart teams going to not pay them and not draft them high? Yeah, that's the future. Yeah, the two running backs this year, Ken Walker and um, uh, the kid from Iowa State that went to to the Jets, both went in the second round, just like the, the class the year before, other than Clyde Edwards-Lair. Bree Tall, thank you. Um, uh, there are uh, there's uh, two. Can can we get two questions from the chat really quickly? Yeah, you got you got 120 seconds. Go. All right. Uh, first from Ian Marquez, trying to clarify from yesterday's podcast. He, you can toss that up, not if you can, if you don't mind. Uh, if a player does not sign the franchise tag, does he become a free agent? No. No. In fact, his con. Uh, no, he he does not have to show up for training camp because he is not under contract. He can still sign the tag at any time. Uh, and as we said, Dalton Schultz and. Mike Gusecki have signed exactly. the tag, so they have to show up to camp. Orlando Brown and well, Jesse Bates have not. So right now, they're Orlando facing... Brown just got a new deal, too, by the way. Okay, so then you have Jesse Bates, who uh, literally Josina Anderson just reported that he's not going to show up to training camp if he doesn't get a long-term deal. It's not going to happen. So the only way Jesse Bates could become a free agent is if the Bengals rescinded the franchise tag. Otherwise, he has no choice but to play for the Bengals in 2022 or sit out and not get paid. All right. Orlando Brown did not get a deal. I thought I saw that he signed a, an extension somewhere or got a three year deal or something. Yeah. I think you're making stuff up. Uh, okay. I must have read the, the wrong. Wow. That was I, I don't, uh, a dark. Yeah. Kansas City offered Brown the highest signing bonus in average per year on a six year deal, but Brown's team decided there wasn't a security over the life. Yeah, I, think okay. you, I think you saw the offer they made. I saw the um, first half, but not the second half of the. Right. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. And so, yeah. So, so the Chiefs and Bengals are in the same spot where. Orlando Brown, Jesse Bates don't have to show up to training camp because they're under contract, but they cannot go out and sign with anyone else unless the tag gets rescinded, which I would be shocked. By the way, Orlando Brown, I, on the surface, it seems weird, but you're also protecting Patrick Mahomes, so you have more leverage than if you're protecting protecting some six-round quarterback who your team may not care about, Yeah, which is interesting. What's the other question? Uh, the other one is from somebody named Josh Edwards. Scroll oh, up a little bit. And Josh. he says... Um, says, who's your favorite non-pick stick super friend to have on the show? Totally unrelated note. Let me know if you want me to bring any bourbon ooh, when we get to ooh. Fort Lauderdale. Again, unrelated. Go Bengals. Ooh, go Bengals. <laughs> bourbon and Bengals. Why is Josh Edwards Browns fan sucking up to Breach? Does he think the Bengals uh, are going to be? Brenton likes bourbon. I think Josh is just, yeah, yeah, that's clear. Yeah, he doesn't care about you. No, he just, he knows, he knows that you like him because you guys are draft buddies. He's like the Josh. bourbon thing is for me and the Bengals thing is for Breach. Like clearly he's trying to uh, curry favor and to be perfectly frank, there's nothing I love better than someone sucking up to Curry Favor. So I'll say Josh Edwards. Yeah, no, answer. you're the politician that who welcomes corruption. Like you, you're looking for for favors. You want to like, pay me off? You want to write me a check for twenty grand? I'll take it and I'll vote whatever you want. That that is Will Brinson, 100. percent And I mean, just, I mean, bribes are us. That's, oh, that's why on. you got elected. Yeah. Bribes are us. All right, Breach is off on vacation. Uh, you're back next week, though, right, Breach? No, I'm I'm only gone for the weekend. I'm this is not a vacation. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm I'm going somewhere for the weekend. So this is your pre-vacation preparation for the vacation you're taking in ten days for two. Exactly. Weeks. This All is right. I'm I'm getting on a plane to make sure I can mentally handle it. All right. Well, best of luck to you, Brinson. Thank you for joining us on your podcast. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, if you want to, if you want to keep, uh, if you want to crank up the quality of that tattoo, well, Ray Wilson's going to get. No, no, we're good. We're at five hundred. I, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, we don't need anymore. Please, I appreciate all the people that have given money. It's been more than enough, and I'm I'm now worried that at Ryan Dash Wilson Dash three seven eight three one. I don't care if you send any more money to him. I just want to keep reading that ridiculous oh, video. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll come to some consensus on the tattoo, and then we'll be in Nashville and, and make that happen. dot com. That's gonna be fun. Happy uh, weekend! In my backyard. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I can do the tattoo in my backyard. 
literally. Do you have a backyard? I'll get I'll get an ink guy. There's a gopher back there right now, so I don't know if we can do it. Uh, can we meet at the park? Is it, okay. is, it, is it the yellow tunnels around? Well, there's like a sewer, and he kind of lives in. That's how he. It, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to explain. No, I, 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 all right. I mean, I know we're gonna cut this podcast off, but you just you're like, I have a backyard, and you're like, there's a to sewer. To be clear, the gopher <laughs> is trying to get breach out of his backyard. That's that's what we figured out. So send so Venmo me money to help the gopher is what we're what we're at now on the podcast. All right, breach. Have a good trip. See you Monday. Peace out. See you boys. Adios. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.